I hope your evening is going well. Um, let's turn to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 22. We're going to read verses 34 through 40. Matthew 22, verses 34 through 40. But when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. I'm going to say something right now that probably the only people that are going to understand it is my wife and my son. But tonight I want to talk about something, a little crazy, a crazy little thing called love. <laughs> and I tell you what, we can be here for a very long time talking about love. There is a lot. And I'm not going to do that. I'm only going to be touching the tip of the iceberg when it comes to love. Um, a crazy little thing called love. Here, just real fast background, the lawyers come. They tried, they're trying to stump Jesus. They're trying to get him into a trap. This lawyer is a doctor. They, he understood the law. He knew the commandments of the Old Testament. He knew them well. And... If you have read Leviticus, Deuteronomy, all that, you know there's a list of commandments, there's a list of laws that God set up. So he's thinking, I can, let's see what I can get Jesus on. Which one's the greatest? And he came back with something I don't think he was ready for. He says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. And this is the first and great commandment. I believe in, in Mark it says the greatest commandment. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And then now he didn't just stop there. He says, on these two commandments, loving God and loving the neighbor, your neighbor, hang all the laws and the prophets. So everything that the prophets have talked about, all they prophesied, all the commandments, all the laws that God set up, they all hang under these two. Because these others, laws can't be taken care of without the other two being followed. You know, it's easy to say these three words, I love you. It's easy to say, oh, I love you, sweetie. I love you, babe. I love you, my little kids, or whatever the names are. I love you, mom and dad. I love you, aunt so-and-so, or whatever. It's easy to say, I, I love my job. Well, well. <laughs> it's easy to say that I love my church. It's easy to say, I love you, pastor. It's easy to say that. But how do we do with that? the action of love? Someone really smart and scholarly came out with the fact, came out with the saying, saying that actions speak louder than words. 
actions. It's easy to say, I love this, or I love this, or I want to love you, or whatever it might be. But do we show it? Do we show our love through our actions? That crazy little thing called love, do we show people? And like I said, there's a lot that can be talked about with love. The, the Bible is full of it. We can probably spend many months on it, but I'm only going to talk about two points. I only got two points. Basically, there are two questions. One, who do we love? And two, what is love? Now, who do we love? Well, we need to love our fellow man. It says here, Jesus says, the, the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. We need to love our fellow man. That fellow man is anybody that is a human, whether we like them or not, whether they're saved or not, whether they belong to our family or not, whether they had the same likes or dislikes. You see what I'm saying? That's our fellow man. That's our neighbor. Well, how do we love our fellow man? Again, there's a list that we can go in, but I'm only going to talk to two, which I think are very important. We can show our love for fellow man by showing compassion on our fellow man. First um, John 3.17 says this, But whosoever hath this world's good, and see his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? We need to show love, compassion to our fellow man. Why? Because God has shown compassion. God showed compassion when he sent his son to die on a cross for us. We didn't deserve it. But so many times we qualify our compassion to our fellow man as whether they deserve it or not. That person deserves this. That person did this to me. How can I, why should I show compassion to this person? We're not going to be able to really show true compassion to someone until we understand and know how to love. Let me read a bunch of verses. I'm going to go through, but I want to read some verses about compassion, about Christ's, God's compassion. Psalm 78, 38. But he, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity, destroyed them not. Yea, many of a time turned his anger away and did not stir up all his wrath. Psalm 86, 15. But thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering and plenteous in mercy and truth. Psalm 111.4, he hath made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. Psalm 112.4, unto the upright there ariseth light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. Psalm 145.8, the Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. I am so glad that the Lord is full of compassion because I needed it. Lamentations 3.22, it is the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. Lamentations 3.32, but though he cause grief, yet will he have compassion according to the multitude of his mercies. Matthew 9.36, but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them. This is Jesus, because he, they fainted and were scattered abroad 
as sheep having no shepherd. Mark 1.41, And Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand, and touched him, and said unto him, I will be thou clean. Luke 7.13, And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and said unto her, Weep not. Luke 10.33, But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. Two more verses. Romans 9.15, for, for, for he saith to Moses, I, have, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. And Micah 7.18-20, Who is the God like unto thee that pardoneth iniquity, and passeth by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He retaineth not his anger forever, because he delighteth in mercy. He will turn again. He will have compassion on us. He will subdue our iniquities, and, will that, and thou wilt cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. I'm glad the Lord had compassion on me because I needed it. He didn't show me compassion because I deserved it, because I didn't deserve his compassion. I deserved his judgment because of my sin and my rejection to him. My sin is the one that put him on a cross. What I'm saying is when we learn to love and we know what love is, we're going to be able to show compassion on our fellow man. To our brothers and sisters when they're down and hurting. When something terrible like a death happens, we need to show compassion to someone. We show compassion to those that are unsaved, those that are lost. You know, this, in the Christmas, this Christmas time, we, um, Chavez had a bunch of gifts given to the, the van, the bus kids. That's showing compassion. Did they deserve it? Who knows? But we show them compassion because we love them. This Mike's showing, no, no, you should, you should work with them this week. No, work with these kids. How many times do we show compassion to our kids even though they were bad? We need to show compassion. One, because if we're called a Christian, we need to be like our God, and he shows compassion. Are we showing compassion like we should? You know, we, we're supposed to go out and we witness to people. And sometimes it's easy. Some people will receive a witnessing. You give them a track, you start talking about the Lord, and they're fine with that. But you know there are many people out there that won't come to Christ until they see the love of Christ in our lives working in their behalf. Some people will never come to the Lord unless they see our compassion. Do we take compassion on that person? And they might be a sinner, they might be lost, they might be in gross sin, but do we have compassion on that person? Sometimes it takes someone to see and feel the love of Christ to be ready to accept the gospel given to them. We can't just beat things over people's heads even though we might want to. We need to show the Second thing about showing our love, how to love our fellow man, is Forgiveness. Do we truly show forgiveness to our fellow man? We say we can forgive. Oh, I forgive you. I forgive you. But in our heart, we definitely we haven't. We need to, to be truly able to forgive. We've got to be able to love. Matthew 11. No, not Matthew. Mark 11. Verse 25, 25 and 26. And when ye stand praying, forgive. If ye have aught against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. 
But if ye do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. This is some strong terminology. How many of us want God to forgive us of our sins? He says he won't forgive us our sins if we can't forgive others, people, others' trespasses against us. But to truly, to really, truly forgive, we need to be able to love someone. Or it's just words. Oh, I forgive you. But if you don't love that person, you truly haven't possibly forgiven. You know what? I don't think we really know how to forgive someone if we don't know how to love. Um, we watched this movie. And it was about um, this lady who ran a, an abortion clinic. And it's based on a true story. And so much so that they pretty much, anything, everything that happened in that, that movie is actually what was said and what happened. And there was this point where this, abortion, this lady who ran this abortion clinic finally figured out and finally saw what was going on. Of course, you can tell that she broke down. She was just brokenhearted. She was in her living room just crying and wailing and all that. And her husband was trying to comfort her. He said, oh, I can't believe I did this. Why would I just see, oh, you, my parents tried to tell me, you tried to tell me, everyone, and I just blah, 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 blah. I says, I can't even forgive myself. And he said something similar, like, well, God forgive you. And he, she looked at him. And she said, with all this, how can God forgive me? So, you know, as a good husband, he was going to give her everything, all the truths of the Bible on this big orientation thing. No, he didn't. He looked at her, and he said he forgives because he is God. And I thought about that, and it hit me. And the verse came to me. He says, he is God. How can he forgive? He's God. But in 1 John, it says God is what? God is love. That's how he forgives. Because he's a God of love. He lo he's a loving God. That's how he forgives. He forgave me not because I deserved it, but because he loved me and I needed it. I needed his forgiveness. And he can forgive us our sins because he loves us. When we truly get to the idea and truly understand how to love one another we'll be able to easily forgive. We'll be able to forgive that person that hurt us tremendously. We'll be able to forgive that person who wronged us really bad. I mean, there's people who had some nasty and mean things done to them. How do the people forgive those type of people? Someone murders a family member. That person forgives them, truly, because what? Because that person knows how to love now. Now, see, forgiveness doesn't mean you accept what they did. It's still wrong. God didn't accept my sin, but he still forgave me because he loved me. I deserved punishment. I deserved discipline. I deserved the cross, and every one of us did that, deserves that too. But he forgave you because he loves you. He loves me. People have to understand that God loves people, and that's how he forgives. How many times has someone come across with a person and said, God can't forgive me. Look at all the things I've done. Yes, he can, because he's God, and God is love, and he can forgive. You know, it might be hard to forgive someone 
in our flesh. Because in our flesh, we really can't forgive someone. In our flesh, we really can't have compassion on someone. In our flesh, we really can't love the way we ought to love someone. But we have to love our fellow man. And we can't do it. And sometimes we won't do it if we, until we know about love. The second person who we love is we got to love God. You know, it's so easy to say, I love you, Lord. And not really mean it. You say, how do you say, how's that work? Remember I said earlier, it's easier to say words about different when we have to show the actions. Two things there. We show God we love him, not just by just saying it, but by showing it. And one way is to show our obedience to God. John 14, verses 15. If ye love me, keep my commandments. This is what Jesus said. If you love me, keep my commandments. Later on in verse 21, it says, If he hath... if he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. We need to obey God. And by obeying God, there's really no better way to show God that we love him but by keeping his commandments. So, go back to what I said. It's easy to say, I love God. And we'll get up maybe in the morning and say, I love you, God. I love you, Lord. And then we go through our day and we start doing things for ourselves. And we're not really walking with the Lord. We're not following his commandments. How can we say we love him and not come to church? How can we say we love him and not get in his word and read about him? How can we say we love him and not try to spend any time with him? Now, when we have our own personal relations, husbands and wives, we say we love each but, you know, there's something about spending time with each other, talking with each other, doing things for each other. We, we show our kids that we love them by doing certain things, by spending time. Vice versa, you understand what I'm saying? In our physical, in our human relationships, we, we think of this and we want this and we demand this. But how many times as Christians do we say, I love you, God, and we just go our own way? And we don't follow his commandments. I think that's one reason why Jesus brought this up to the lawyer. Because they had the, some of them were doing the law. You know, they're doing the commandments and they're doing this or that. But they really didn't understand what it was all about. It was more about the love God had for them and the love that he wanted them to show everybody else. And they were doing certain things that, oh, I'm following the ceremonial laws. I'm doing this. But they had no love for each other. It was easy for them to to get down on someone or push them down or kick them when they're down. And we as Christians today do the same thing to others. To show God we love them, we need to obey. And you know, I don't always do it the way. I don't show my love to God because I don't always obey Him. I don't always keep His commandments. Second way that we can show love to God Go to Deuteronomy chapter 10, verses 12. And now, Israel, what doth the Lord thy God require of thee but to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul? 
I believe another way, another important way to show love to God is our service to God. Are we doing something for Him? Are we serving Him in one way or another, in some fashion or form or fashion? I think it makes, I think it's important. Let's put it this way. Actions speak louder than words. I mean, I can, I know my wife loves me not just because she tells me, because she does things and shows me her love for me because of the things she does. And I pray and I hope that there's things that I do not just saying I love you, but there's things that I do for her that she can say, I know he does that because he loves me. He loves me because he does that. It's the same thing with parents and kids, parental. You know, we do things for our kids because what? We love them. We want our kids to be able to serve us and to obey us. How many of you here have ever heard of the five love languages? Only one person knows that? Oh, I thought more people knew that psychology stuff. Oh, sorry. How many of you know that one of those five love languages is acts of service? People know they are loved and feel loved when someone does things for them. And people do things for people they love because why? They love them. We say we love the Lord. The Lord gives us talents. He gives us abilities to do things. Are we showing God we love Him if we're, not, if we're neglecting those talents? If God's given, us a, given you a talent to play music or play instruments or sing or um, to do whatever, to teach, whatever, and the Lord's giving that ability, one way to show God that you love Him is to take those abilities and use them for Him. In the church. It might not be in the church. It might be something else. Um, the Lord might have you have the ability to serve people by going in and helping people where, where they can't be helped. Um, fixing people's vehicles. Um, working on people's houses. Um, cutting someone's grass. Because they're, maybe it's as simple as that person has the ability that God put them to go visit someone in a nursing home. Or to Go visit someone that's locked up and can't get out of their house because of, you know what I'm saying. There's a lot of ways to serve, but we need to serve. I don't have talents. You might say the same thing. Well, I don't know what my talents, I don't have talents. I keep being told that I do have a talent somewhere along the line. But even if you don't think you have a talent, we need to serve the Lord because we love the Lord. How do we do that? If we don't think you have talents, be available for him when he wants you to do something. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, I'm not worthy to preach the word of God. I'm not. I don't know why he has me do it every once in a while. I don't have no talent. I'm not a good preacher. I'm not a good speaker. But I want to serve my God. So when he tells me it's your time to go, I want to do it. Same thing if it's a teaching position in church. Or maybe whatever ministry it is. The Lord's touching you. Say, hey, I want you to do it. I don't have talents. I don't care. Just go do it. Just go do it. Because when you serve the Lord, you're going to show, show the Lord you love him by serving. And he'll give you what, he, what you need to do the work. Coming close to the end. We need to love God. 
We need to serve him. So to end this, to bring this to close real fast. So the first question is, who do we love? We've got to love our fellow man. We have to love God. We really can't love, love our fellow man if we don't love God. Because we need to learn. You see where that's going? I mean, we need to have a correct relationship with God before our relationships on the horizontal are going to be good. Okay, but what is love? Well, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Verse 4. Charity suffer along. Charity is another word, way, a, a real nice way to say love. But charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. But charity never fail. Now, charity is a special love. This is an agape love. This is Christ's love. This is unconditional love. This is the love God wants us to have. This is the God, this is the love who God is. You go through, we can, we can spend several messages just on this passage, but we're not. Just in this, these verses, you see who God is, and God fits every one of these characteristics, and we need to have these characteristics in our life when we're loving him and loving our fellow man. That's what love is. So this is what love is. It begs the question of what love is not. What is love not? Well, obviously anything against this obviously is not love. But love is not what the world wants us to think love is. You know what? Tolerance is not love. But the world wants to say you need to be tolerant to be able to love or if you don't love, then you can't, you know what I'm saying? That's what the, Lord, the world wants to say. Let me give you a definition for tolerance. A tolerance means a fair, objective, and permissive attitude towards opinions, beliefs, and practices that differ from one's own. People want to say, if God is a God of love, he'll tolerate this, or he'll tolerate that. If you love like you are a Christian, and you're one of those Christians, and you say you love, then you need to be tolerant of my lifestyle. You need to be tolerant of what I am. You need to be tolerant of what's going on. Several years ago, there was a battle going on with uh, adult-oriented businesses. It's very easy for the world to say, you need to tolerate this. But boy, they don't tolerate when we start talking about Christ, do they? I can love a person and not tolerate their sin or their lifestyle. God does not tolerate sin and wickedness. He judges it. He's just. But the world wants to say, well, if you, if you, don't, if you can't tolerate this, then you're not really a loving person. Well, that's the world's definition of what it is. And that goes into the next thing, what love is, what love is not. Love is not acceptance, which means favorable, I need to put it on, favorable reception, approval, or favor. You need to accept me for who I am. 
Listen, I can accept the drunkard coming into the service and sitting down and listening to the gospel. I can accept the prostitute coming in. I can accept the drug addict. I can accept the homosexual and love them and have them come in and talk with them and let them sit and hear the truth. But, listen, this mean I have to accept the prostitute's type of living, is her work. I don't have to accept the drunkenness of the drunkard. I don't have to accept the, drug, the addictions of the drug addict. I don't have to accept the lifestyle of the homosexual. You see where I'm going? God loves them, but he doesn't accept the sin. But the world says we got to accept the sin. That's not what we do. That's not what love is. You know what? Love does put boundaries on things. Love does discipline. Love does say, no, that's not right. Matter of fact, let's go back to 1 Corinthians real fast. Verse 6, this is what love does. Love rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Love is going to be there to show these people what the truth is, where their sin is going to take them. I don't have to accept the sin to show that I love. God doesn't. He accepts, you know what? I accept these people because they're sinners. Just like me. God knows I'm but flesh. He accepts me. And he knows I'm a sinner. But he doesn't accept my sin. It's so much so that he suffered the penalty for sin on the cross. So, how are you doing in this love thing? 2019 just went by. Have we shown compassion on our fellow man in 2019? Did we show and forgive people? We need to forgive. Or is there still someone out there that you're holding a grudge against? You have strife against. You never got that taken care of last year. How about this year? Why don't we show compassion more than we did last year, this year, on people? Is there someone that you need to forgive in this year? Get it taken care of. Don't let the year go by. Get it taken care of. Go to that person and say, I forgive you. Learn how to love and forgive that person. And then you know what? We need to obey God and serve him. And there's a lot of other stuff that goes into that. But are we obeying him and serving the Lord? What is our love like? Let's go through 2012 working on this. Little crazy little thing called love. Show God that we love them and show our fellow man that we love them. Let's pray.